This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm back with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? Caps fans, we've got an incredible Thursday episode where we're just going to pontificate on whatever the fuck we want. For you in store, Hockey Troll Hip Check's going to be a little fan service to Connor McMichael, the boy wonder in who we thought he would be or hoped he would be maybe coming to fruition. And what snack time with Polly Cupcake's going to be, Polly? Hockey Brothers. Hockey Bros. This is what inspired by last week's matchup between Charlie and Ryan Lindgren. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Good stuff. All right. Well, let's pop some tabs and get right into it. What do you think? Okay. Well, I won't wait for it. One, two, three. Paulia, did you say yes? Were you ready? All right. Well, we can't hear Polly. Anyways, we were going to talk about uh, the NFL and how I guess the Detroit Lions have won. And uh, I I don't know. I guess they won football and stuff. And now, you know, that's kind of like the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, who just last year won the first playoff uh, series in, in forever. And honestly, that's an embarrassment of riches for Toronto. Unfortunately for... It really is. Yeah, for... for okay, he's back. For Toronto, Jesus Christ, Polly, you got to figure it out over there. Yeah, so you know, <clears throat> yeah, Toronto hadn't won a first round in however many years. <clears throat> they became quite the joke, um, and well, the Lions weren't quite on that same level. I, I because... would challenge that the, the Toronto Maple Leafs are still quite the joke, though. They should have like three well, cups true. already. Yeah, you're right. That is true. Um, but you know, the, the lions, they, I mean, they haven't won a playoff game in 32 years, but they hadn't even been making the playoffs most years. Um, so, I mean, I guess my point is, of us even talking about this is, can they, a team who had gone longer in a playoff drought, can they do what Toronto could not do? and follow up their historic drought ending with a second round win. Um, so I think that'll be interesting to see. Uh, there was a lot of drama because the quarterbacks for both teams used to play for the other teams. Um, you know, Goff used to play for St. Louis or LA and uh, Stafford used to play for Detroit. And so Goff got to beat, you know, the Lions got to beat their former quarterback who left to go win a Stanley or Stanley Cup, a Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty exciting game. I'm, I'm excited to check out the highlights because I didn't get to see it all. But what brought this all up was that there was a funny video of Eminem that I saw on TikTok. And he was just like, Stafford, just give us this one, man. I rooted for you. I rapped for you. Bro, give us this game. <laughs> um, and so before we started recording the first episode, I had my hood up and, and Slim Shady 
uh, style because I was coming off of watching that video. But yeah, it was, uh, you know, I know we're a hockey podcast, but so far, I think that's been the best football game this weekend. And while I'm ready for football to be over, yeah, I find a little enjoyment out of it. And I guess I'm, I'm riding Detroit right now. Not that I think they will, but I hope they win. Well, who do you think that will who do you think will win? Uh, unfortunately, probably Kansas City. I mean, I think I don't know. Green Bay destroyed the Cowboys today, so they may be surprisingly dominant that no one's ready for. Um, I don't know. I uh, I guess smart money would still be on Kansas City, but yeah, and you know, you know who knows. Caps fans. I mean, are the Bills in the mix? They are, and that's the yeah. thing is, if the Bills if the Bills beat the Steelers, then that means Kansas City will have to go into Buffalo to win. So that's not an easy task because uh, Patrick Mahomes, I think, has always played playoff games at home. So as a Raiders fan, and as I'm sure most other NFL fans can agree, we're rooting for a Mahomes loss. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you've successfully sullied this podcast with football talk. I guess we can uh, probably move on to the hockey troll hip check and we can talk about just gas up our boy, Connor McMichael. What do you think? Let's do it. This is the hockey troll hip check. You know, Polly, before we get into Connor McMichael, do you think Connor McMichael wore a shirt like I'm wearing, which is what would I think it's a long sleeve polo, which I've heard described to me as a rugby polo or rugby shirt. And uh, I threw it on because I never wear it because it's just not my style, but I threw it on and, uh, you know, I've been wearing it for like two days now. Because it's, well, no, 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 I'm sorry. I've just been wearing it one day. But it's been really, it's really warm and it's pretty comfortable. And as soon as I put it on, my girlfriend goes, fucks up with that shirt. Everybody, and then I get on to record with you. You see what I'm wearing. And you're like, fucks up with that shirt. It's definitely not my style. But God damn, do I make it look good. Well, you know, the jury's still out on that. But, um... <laughs> I, I bet you Connor McMichael wore that to some somebody's boat party on one of the Great Lakes. <laughs> Buddy, this is what I'm wearing right now is quintessential Nova 2004. Okay, Kale even told me like 2004 called. They want their style back, and you know what? Hey, you know what? Maybe I'm not the hero you wanted, but I may be the hero you need. Maybe I'll bring back the rug, rugby shirt. Just start wearing it around all the time. Pop collar and everything. Just pop the collar. Because the collar on these things is like, it's pronounced. It's well, it's it's no. I mean, it's it's just enough. It's the 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 fabric is just enough to hold the collar in place. Yet it is not a true hard collar. I'm just channeling my inner frat boy here. Yeah, yeah, you are. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess it's appropriate. We were talking about Eminem being on social media, you know, 2004, here we come. Let's go. Let's go streaking through the quad. You'll do it. <laughs> Get blue. 
<laughs> anyways, anyways, Connor McMichael, okay? You know, this is a guy that is, has been the target of a lot of our ire in the past, wouldn't you say? Yeah, um, and I think that was more directed towards his blind, uneducated support on Twitter than it was directed at him. I think that's absolutely right. We, from day one, have been Conor McMichael supporters. I want Conor McMichael to be at least one-tenth of what his Twitter followers, like his his Twitter support, wants, says he is. Now, Conor McMichael, the whole, the whole thing about Conor McMichael is before last year when he only played six, six games in the NHL, in 2021 to 2022, he played 68 games in the show. Effectively, his, his, his legitimate rookie season, he scored 9 and 9, 9 goals, 9 assists, 18 points in 68 games for a rookie that's not terrible. It's not good. It's not great. But, uh, you know, this and, – and then the second year he came in, had a pretty big sophomore slump. And I think what people – the nuances that people aren't catching on with, with Conor McMichael's second year as an NHLer, because, you know, when he was 20 uh, in 2021 – and 2020, uh, 2020, 2021 season, he only played one game. Like he got in the mix, he got the call up, you know, haha, give him a taste. When he turned 21, he came back. The big knock on him at that point was he's not big enough. He needs to be more athletic. He needs to get some size. He needs to, you know, bang a little bit. He needs to work a little bit harder. He did. He packed on like 15 pounds of muscle, came back uh, for camp in 2021 to make the team, did make the team, did okay. Um, and then the next year, Peter Laviolette didn't, he fell out of favor due to difference differences in the roster the next year, right? At this point, the Washington Capitals were still very much go for it. Let's go, let's go, let's spin to the cap, let's get everybody together, let's get the best we can get. And at that point, if you're going to bring in a rookie who's not going to be putting up points pretty consistently, you're not going to you're not going to find a, a spot on this roster. And I think last year that's kind of where McMichael found himself. Also, he came to camp, and I'm not going to say he came to camp out of shape, but he came to camp without you know, and and, and almost got cut at camp. Now, is that coaching? Is that whatever? Maybe, but. If Conor McMichael were to have played out of his mind, I think that Laviolette would have been forced to pay attention to him. And he didn't. He didn't. I really just don't think he, he did. Instead, he went back to the AHL, helped lead the Hershey Bears to a to a Calder Cup, got it, won a Calder Cup, won a championship at the AHL level. And now he I think that and he, by his own account, says, you know, that was an incredible experience for me. Winning with the boys, being a part of a team that went the 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 run of an AHL playoff series from start to finish and ended up hosting, hoisting the trophy at the end. And that is huge. The last time, I'll say, that the Washington Capitals affiliate Hershey Bears won a Calder Cup, which, by the way, they have the most in all the AHL history, um, they're, they're a powerhouse franchise in the AHL. Um, the last time that the Caps did win a Calder Cup, we got prospects that came into the NHL uh, to the likes of Carl Olsner, John Carlson, you know, tons of guys that came through the system who were absolute studs for us. 
and also contributed to the 2018 Cup. So for me, I think that it was, it was, and, and we were just ringing the bell when this, when all this move, when all these moves happened, because, you know, obviously we were covering the caps this time that McMichael just needs more time in the oven, the oven being the AHL to become, you know, the beautiful souffle in which he has blossomed into today. You just eat him up. Yeah. And you know, <clears throat> he's absolutely delicious this season. He is, you know, 38 games played. Okay. So remember his last substantial stat line was 68 games played, 18 points, even split goals and assists, which by the way, is pretty rare to find a player like this because this is his stat line throughout his entire career. Just a very even player between setting up goals and scoring them. This season, he's following the same exact trend. 38 games played, 7 goals, 8 assists, 15 points. While those aren't world-beating numbers, he is a part of one of the most productive lines on the Washington Capitals to this point in the season. Uh, the third, the, the second line, formerly known as the third line, for the Washington Capitals was Mike Michael, Mantha, and Protus. And honestly, consistently, night in and night out, they're our best line. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like every time we go through the week, one game, if not more, there's a couple of remarks about that line. Not only that, they're putting up the points that gets us the wins. Yeah. You know, Mantha's been scoring at a great rate, but who's the primary assist on a lot of his goals, especially ones of recent? Connor McMichael making just delicious passes to him where even Mantha can't fuck that up. And, you know, you get, I think that, you know, they, they really just know each other well enough. There's some serious chemistry knowing that Anthony Mantha is a big body. If he gets puck in, in space, he absolutely has the physicality, you know, the physical makeup and the, and the, and the hand skills, which he has tons of and the shot to make his way to the net and bury at an elite level. Right, make something out of nothing. Make these plays happen. Make these plays and transition happen. Even making, you know, and then also doing their job, grinding on the second line. There, I think that first of all, you know, the the lines, and then Carberry with McMichael at some point had to have had his hands on him a little bit. You know, having this chemistry and this familiarity with the coach uh, is a huge bump up for McMichael. Now, the question remains, is he a bona fide NHLer? I think that he always has had the potential to be, and I think that this season is really proving a case towards, yes, he absolutely is. Paulie, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm on the same level there with you. I, I think the potential is there. He needed to grow into that role, and I think he's here now. I, yeah. I think he's finally you know, he. Yeah, unless he has a drop-off where he gets less than five points for the remainder of the season, he's made this team for the foreseeable future. And for all the right reasons. Yeah. And so, you know, you look at the development of a player, right? It's never the same path for everyone. Um, Connor McMichael had a ton of hype and a ton of support. Uh, ultimately, I do have to say that I think a lot of credit is given to the Capitals organization to not ship him off 
when he started to have that one down year, not to leverage him, to give him another chance. And with that other chance, he created gold, won an AHL championship trophy, and then comes up to the NHL and is an absolute contributing member of the team. Now, you know, that's just the numbers, right? His Corsi this season has been meh. He's hovering in, in the high 40s. So not amazing overall as the season progresses. But as far as just watching him play, so much more confident with the puck. Making the right decisions with the puck a lot. You know, there, he's he's a young player. He's going to have his fuck-ups. Who doesn't? Um, and, you know, maybe because he's a young player, when it happens, guy fans may pile on or may give him a break depending on, you know, how they lean as far as fandom goes. But, you know, do I think Conor McMichael is a savior for the Washington Capitals? No. But if this kid plays, uh, you know, and he's breaking on it, two seasons in the NHL, two full seasons, that is a successful draft pick by any measurement in any team in the NHL because it's really 20% of first-round draft picks are – capable of playing more than two seasons in the NHL. I mean, that's not exactly word for word what the stat is, but if you look it up, check it out. I urge you, not a large percentage of first-round picks end up even having a successful NHL career of 10 years, of five years. Yeah, so I mean, I think we're pretty close to getting uh, our money's worth out of him. And I think there's a lot more to look forward to in his game. Absolutely. And I really don't think that in the NHL nowadays, especially with the cap restrictions that have have gone on, that you can successfully build a Stanley Cup winner. Like, this isn't the NBA. You can't pay a luxury tax. This isn't baseball where there is no cap. Um, You need to draft properly. That's why in leagues like the NFL, the NFL draft is what? three weeks long and the media storm around it is three years. It seems Jesus Christ. Oh yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's a, I think it's a three day event now. And, uh, it's basically once the, uh, I mean, they're already talking about the draft. Yeah. The yeah. season's still going. Yeah. The hype train is never ending for the NFL draft. And that's, you know, a cap. That's a, it's a hard cap league. Um, much like the NHL. Uh, and that's why there's a lot of always, always prospect talk and, you know, new blood talk in the NHL. And while Connor McMichael may not be the next Ovechkin, even though he idolized him growing up, uh, which is wild. Imagine playing hockey with your NHL hero. Right. You know, just insane. Right. And I mean, honestly, Connor McMichael, if you think about it on this team, having the best fucking time. He's got it. Yeah. Yeah. Playing with your hero, getting paid to play hockey at the NHL, being a, a young burst of life in the in the lineup, you know, and I mean, he's not much younger than Anthony Mantha. He's not much, I mean, he's, you know, relatively the same age as Protus, but, you know, Protus is an Eastern European player, you know, he's from Russia. But, you know, being able to, like, gel with those guys, some different backgrounds, you know, I think Mantha's a Quebecois. Um, you know, like, there's, that's, 
it's just all time highs. And maybe he doesn't realize it now or, or whatever. Uh, but that's definitely something you're going to tell your grandkids about, even at McMichael's career as it stands now, though, I hope that, uh, he becomes a 50 point guy in the NHL. And I think he's, you know, I think that he can get there. Some of the passes that this kid makes is incredible. I mean, he's got vision. Yeah, he does. I mean, I feel like he plays a really complete game and, um, you know, he does at least one exciting thing on the ice every single game. Yeah, and sometimes those exciting things are back-checking your dick off and breaking up a play coming towards your net. Something that we never saw from McMichael, which, you know, say what you will, but let's say on, a, on any given high school team in the United States, if you don't score more than 10 points, you know, let's say you score barely any points, but... Night in and night out, you're skating your dick off, coming back, and you're breaking up plays defensively. You're going to find yourself on a third or fourth line. Night in and night yeah. out. Not huge numbers, you know. And McMichael, he's getting sheltered a little bit. He's getting 15 minutes a night. But on average, that's five minutes more than he's ever had before in the NHL. And those are solid third-line numbers. Yeah, he's – um <clears throat> He's playing good hockey. He is. He is. So, you know, cheers to you, Connor McMichael. You not necessarily proved us wrong, but you became the player in which we all hoped you would be. Yeah. That's that's the perfect way to word it. Yeah, I mean he and he's on his way to getting better. I definitely don't think the top is in on this kid. I think that the ceiling's incredibly mm-hmm. high. Do you? Oh yeah. Absolutely. I think much more to come. Absolutely. So you can bet on seeing Connor McMichael in the lineup. Kudos to him. Not getting downtrodden, not feeling sorry for himself. Coming back, you know, after getting sent down for a whole season, and some may say sandbagged. We wouldn't say that. But coming back and and proving your chops, playing with a little bit of chip on your shoulder, playing defensively, responsibly defensively, and also contributing on the front end. That's really what we need. Unfortunately, right now, as the cap stand, the second line is playing like a third line. We would love to see a little bit more elite scoring all across the lineup. Um, But that's not the player's problem, I don't think. I think that the players are doing well enough. I think it'd be unfair to ask a sophomore guy, hey, you need to be, like, putting up 100 points. It's ridiculous, right? Or 70 points. You know, we need... We need 60 out of you. Uh, I will say, though, at this clip, you know, he's looking at a 30, high 30s, maybe even low 40-point season. And for a sophomore season, that's pretty goddamn good. Yeah, absolutely. Not much more you can ask for, you know, especially not a – I mean, he's not a superstar, so. Right. All right, well – Something you can't ask for, Capstones, is a great sportsbook app. And that is DraftKings Sportsbook. We know hockey games move fast, but DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score fast on anything on, happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers 
Bet just five bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 age. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL season. Shield are registered trademarks of the the National Hockey League at copyright. NHL 2024 all rights reserved. Polly, I am hungry. Well, I got something for you. It's snack time with Polly Cupcakes. Well, with this past weekend, with the Capitals playing the Rangers twice, um, we were once again reminded that Arlie Lindgren, possibly this season's MVP, his brother plays for the Rangers, and uh, he was actually getting a little, a little into it with Tom Wilson. Um, Ryan, was, Ryan like, Lindgren. Yeah, Ryan Lindgren. So that got me thinking about hockey brothers. Um, you know, in the league now, there's a few. You know, some are in the uh, the old guard. Some are the big names. You know, the there's the Stahl brothers. Um, Eric, Mark, Jordan, who are all still playing. Their uh, their brother Jared, who had a cup of coffee in the NHL, but mostly spent his time in the minors and in Europe. And then there's the Van's Re- Van Riemsdyk brothers, who, again, one of our own, James and Trevor. And then a little throwback here, the Niedermeyer brothers, Scott and... Oh, crap. I forget the other ones. Rob. Scott and Rob Niedermeyer. And they were, um, they played for the Devils and then ended up together on the Ducks. Um, Bro, Eric Stahl's not playing anymore. Oh, is he retired now? No, but he's just a UFA. But he's 39. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, I know. It is. And then there's the Hughes brothers. Jack, Quinn, Luke. The Kachucks, Brady, and Matthew. And I even threw on this list the Gretzky brothers. <laughs> Long so, ago. You know, we were talking. Um, you were saying how, you know, a lot of times there's this pedigree for um, when, when brothers make it to the NHL, a lot of times they come from the previous generation having played um, – <clears throat> or at least, you know, uh, when one of them makes it and the second one makes it, you know, just, you know, there's that pedigree there. Interestingly, <clears throat> I found in my research, I did not know this, Ryan Lindgren ended up on the Rangers as a part of the 
trade that sent Rick Nash from New York to Boston. Oh, no uh, shit. Yeah, I did not know that. Um, and they actually do have a bit of pedigree. I did not know this, but their dad, Bob, played D1 hockey for Michigan. But he went home because he was homesick, and that effectively ended his career. Where are they um, from? So they, yeah. uh, I'll Google that real quick. Well, and I, I added, you know, I've got to add, you know, the Caps had Garrett Pilon, who, you know, we talk about hockey bloodlines, is Rich Pilon's uh, uh, New York Islanders stud, you know, a guy that the Islanders, you know, really liked um, for a couple of years at least. Uh, so, you know, Garrett Pilon was Rich Pilon's son and, and played for a bit. Uh, or, I'm sorry. Yeah, Rich Pilon. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, 631 games played for him. For Rich. He's a defenseman. Garrett is a forward. But, uh, yeah, I mean, not a flattering stat line for him. Eight goals, 69 assists, and a negative 48 plus minus. But mm. still, 631 games. Yeah, <clears throat> that's uh, nothing to scoff at. Right, big big Islanders guy. He also played for the Rangers and the Blues at the end of his career. But, but yeah, um, <laughs> I mean... The pedigree is a real thing, obviously, the ch- to Chucks and the Hughes. But uh, interesting to see that, uh, you know, the Lindgren bros don't have the pedigree of, you know, like a Kachuk or a Niedermeyer. You're right. Yes. They, they don't have, um, well, no, even the Niedermeyers, they, you know, their parents, doctor and a teacher, um, you know, some of the, I guess, more more uh, established or more prestigious pedigree um, would definitely would be the Kachucks. You know, their dad being a longtime NHLer. Um, <clears throat> the Hughes brothers, you know, their dad played for Providence. So he played D1. And then he spent his life coaching. Um, so that's... Uh, you know, the, those are some of the higher. I mean, I know there's there's guys out there whose dads have played, but you know, I was just looping in brothers plus parents here. Yeah. Um. um you know, and then there, there's also um, JT Comfer and his sister Jesse. She plays for Team USA, and he's on Detroit now. Won won the cup with the Avalanche. Um, <clears throat> Phil and Amanda Kessel. You know, that's that's a pretty big one there. I've got a medical signature on a hockey stick somewhere here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, saw the gold. You know, you know, amazingly with the four stall brothers who made it to the NHL, their parents were sod farmers. (laughs) So that's, that's just a complete generational turnaround right there. Yeah. Uh, right, they're like know, they're like farming sod, and they're like, "Who knew? All four kids are good at fucking hockey." <laughs> yeah, right. Like maybe we should have tried it. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, Gretzky, him and his brother uh, Brent. He 
had like a couple points in the NHL. Um, their dad, Walter, he actually played junior B. And then when he went and tried out for junior A, he had a successful tryout, but he was deemed too small. Um, you know, and so that would have been probably in the fifties or forties. And I'm sure at that point, you know, they were, the game was pretty violent and, uh, I'm sure they were turning away the real little guys. Um, but that's, you know, I guess that's a bit of pedigree, you know, playing junior hockey in, in Canada is still laying the groundwork, I'd say for an NHL son. Sure. No doubt. Um, you know what I mean? Obviously, there's a love of the sport, but some pretty proud dads, I'd say, really, ultimately. Yeah. From, and from you know, all this. Because it's not like, you know, of course you could have, you could have uh, connections to the NHL and things like that, but like, it's not like a regular schmegular job where my dad owns a dealership or whatever it may be. There's right. so... Nepo babies, while while maybe uh, something in in real life, are probably less of a thing in um, in pro sports. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in, in pro sports, the the farthest you can get is um, the resources, and maybe your connections will get your kid to you know get a shot, but you still have to prove yourself, you know, and uh, you know because no one's going to sign someone to a pro contract just because you know, you know, their dad. Right. <laughs> right. You yeah. would hope not at least. Yeah. But you know, I'm looking at this and you know, Ryan and Charlie Lindgren actually have a deeper pedigree than the Stahl brothers, than the Van Riemsdykes, than the Niedermeyers, than the Gretzky's. I mean, Charlie Lindgren has more pedigree than Wayne Gretzky. How do you say that? Because, oh, the Michigan, because Michigan. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. Not only is he stellar, he's royalty. (laughs) He's he's in the, well, he's at least in the hockey upper class, maybe not royalty. You know, the, the Kachucks are probably, like, looking in the history of the NHL, the Kachucks are probably in the top of the, the royalty in terms of pedigree. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, just some interesting tidbits about our beloved Chuck and, uh, his family. Yeah. And, you know, Charlie Ingren is an older goaltender, uh, but some goaltenders age like a fine wine. And I think, and I'm hoping Charlie Ingren's one of those guys. I mean, um, we've talked about the differing styles between him and, uh, and Kemper. But there's something about Charlie Grin and Nett in between the pipes. I just feel like he fights a little bit more. You know, yeah. Kemper was a bit of a golden boy. You know, a top pick, a, you know, touted goaltender throughout his career when it comes to the NHL especially. And, you know, he's a, he's a solid goaltender by all accounts. But you look at Charlie Ingram and, the, and the, the difference in play, it seems like, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying this is because Kemper's spoiled and he doesn't want to like 
put in the effort. But because Lindgren is a smaller, more agile goaltender, uh, he has to rely a little bit more on what most would say athleticism. And, and he also has that extra never give up on the play. Yeah. I mean, something that I've definitely noticed in my career as just multiple sports is the smaller guys have to try harder. And I think uh, our goalie system right now is a very, uh, it's, it's an anecdote in my favor. (laughs) You know, it definitely, it, um, it reaffirms my bias for sure. Cause I think everything you're saying is, is how I've always viewed the size issue in sports. Right. And additionally, you know, I think that you look at Ryan Lindgren and his play. So, I mean, he is just the target for abuse and takes it and keeps on running. And I feel like that is, that exemplifies Charlie's career too. So something about how those boys were raised seems to be kind of like, you know, Hey, we got to fight for everything and, and, you know, make yourself known on this team, make yourself a valuable asset. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, make it so that they can't send you home. Exactly. Right. That kind of, that kind of attitude. Yeah. They're from Lakeville, Minnesota. So uh, I'm sure that's not a very big town. Probably got a little, you know, blue collar mentality coming up. Sure. So, but yeah. Oh, oh, and I guess on this list, uh, I just thought of saying this. Uh, some of these tandems have gotten to play together. You know, the um, Eric, Jordan, and Jared skated together in Carolina, and then Eric and Mark ended up together in Florida. The yep. Niedermeyers played a Stanley Cup against each other when the Devils beat the Mighty Ducks. And then when they were the Ducks, they played together to win that cup. Uh, And now Luke and uh, Jack Hughes are together on the Devils. So, um, you know, some of these guys have to battle with each other. Uh, But mostly they're battling against each other. That's I wonder if Charlie was out of the net instead of in the net, what it would look like when we play the Rangers, you know, you know, with that kind of attitude they have, if they'd be mixing it up with each other, bro, it's gotta be, it would have been a bloodbath. I mean, think about it. Like, look at all the abuse that Ryan Lindgren took in the series that we just had. You really think that Charlie Lindgren's in the locker room? Like, take it easy on my brother. Hell no. He's like, if you get a chance to beat the shit out of my brother, please fucking do it. I'm going to be, if he's, if you guys let Ryan Lindgren score on me, I'll never let it, I'll never let any of you in this room live it down. Like, you know, that's, that's how I feel like it is. And you know what? You had two brothers that played hockey as well and a sister. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, um, you know, the way it was set up around here, the, um, the middle school, you know, kind of like a feeder system. And so the middle school team would practice with the high school. And so my junior and senior year, every practice, 
I was beaten up on my seventh and eighth grade brother. So yeah. <laughs> All right. And further to that point, the very first time I officiated one of his games, I called a penalty on him off the opening face off. <laughs> so what? Wait, why? Yeah. What what did he do? I think I think it was a slash or a cross check. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, good. You have to show who's boss, Paulie. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if at that level, if that's how (laughs) brothers play with each other, you know, I can imagine at the NHL, it's like, dude, listen, I love you, but we're playing NHL hockey, so fuck you. (laughs) Right. And what about, did you ever get it from your older brother? Because you're a middle child. You're the middle brother. You know... So he didn't play high school hockey. He was done with hockey by that point. I'll tell you, one of the luckiest things that ever happened to me was that for the first time in like 20 years, our high school had a freshman team my freshman year. So we we practiced separate from the varsity. <laughs> and uh, there was my brother and my cousin, who were both senior captains on the school's first ever undefeated team. They were all big and strong and scary. And uh, in hockey? I got to avoid. No, in football. Oh, in football. I got to avoid a year of that abuse. Um, <laughs> so I did. I got to avoid, at least in sports, um, the abuse that I passed on to my little brother. Well, who, wait, who was the cousin? Was it Buddha? No, it was Jake. He, oh, okay. uh, he's PJ's. Yeah. He, uh, he was an offensive and defensive lineman, big, big, strong fella. About to say, I didn't think Buddha was that old. Well, hey, you know what? Shout out, shout out to uh, PJ and Parker. I'm sure they're listening. Yeah, well, and Buddha, he he helped me dish out that on uh, on Parker. <laughs> the when abuse. we were playing hockey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, I guess jokes on us. He's the only one who played junior level hockey, so. I guess it helped him, huh? Right, right. He's definitely better than both of you. <laughs> oh, he he is. He, you know, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's a nice little trip down memory lane for you, and then also, uh, yeah, a little bit of hockey pedigree, Capstans, that you may or may not have known. But it's definitely an interesting dynamic. Um, you know. I, the the thing that I love about hockey is that a lot of these players do come from like nothing, right? I mean, you talk about like Yarmir Yager was like I used to like move the goats out of the way to like put a piece of plywood down, and then I would shoot like ten pound weights uh, to to make my shot better. And obviously, Yarmir Yager's shot is and his release is you know he revolutionized that shit. So. Um, you know, just interesting to see uh, that it's, you know, somewhat less nepotism, I guess. I don't know, uh, than, than regular life, if you will. Yeah. And, you know, with, you know, a bit of the elitist image or reality that can be tied to youth hockey, it's cool to see that most of this pedigree was non you know with all these people i listed here only one family 
was an NHL dad. Right. You know, so it, it was a lot of, you know, average or below average income, hardworking people who fought their way to stardom. Right. We would hope so. So, well, good stuff. Anything yeah. else you want to add, Paulie? Um, go Irish. No, that's not, that's unacceptable. Anyways. Yeah. All right. Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you liked our segments on Monday. We'll be back talking about what we always do. Washington Capitals league news, injury reports, suspensions, things like that. And, uh, you know, Polly, we've been asked for some interviews. We should probably like extend the offer the other way too. So we'll probably be doing some interviews on other people's podcasts and, and get some guests on. Maybe we, I think it's it's halfway through the season. I think maybe we should we should tap into some guests that we know. We have a, we have a big list at this point. Yeah, high in demand. Yeah. Well, you know, right. actually, you know, just since I said the thing about go Irish, another oh pedigree. Is the the Slaggerts at Notre Dame, Landon? Do you know he gives a fuck? Okay. Well, the two brothers played for Notre Dame, and their dad was the assistant coach. Uh, uh that, that that feels like a pedigree to me. Yeah. All right. Okay. Sure. Hey, uh, I just want to say that Rudy is one of the most overrated sports movies of all time. Um. I think it is a wonderful movie, but I do recognize the fact that the facts were very much Hollywood-fied. Sure, as they always are. But even with the facts Hollywood-fied or not, Rudy is Rudy is it's propaganda. Okay, for the Fighting it's Irish. Not propaganda. It's propaganda for the Fighting Irish, and you know I just I have no patience for that shit. <laughs> well. Agree to disagree. I like the movie. I don't mind it. It's just, you know, not as good as people make it out to be. Yeah. Um, all right. Caps fans, thanks for tuning in. Until next week, Hockey Troll Pie Cupcakes signing off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You follow me, Holly Cupcakes, at Holly underscore Cupcakes on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>